Hey everyone, you tuned in to the Lead Generation Lab podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing, brought to you by Omega Title, Movement Mortgage, and MVP Realty. Come on, let's go. Generation Lab Podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing. I'm Anthony Bermudez, your host here, once again with the one and only Derek Carlson. Anthony, it is so good to be back. Always good to see you, my friend. Oh, and you wait, wait, feeling I'm sharp. I'm ready to go, ready to rock and roll on this next topic. That's it. And you know, the one thing you always talk about is successful agents and the keys to being a successful oh, yeah. agent, right? But yep. this one, but this one's a little bit different because we're going to talk about the traits that you see on unsuccessful agents i think it's a poor important topic and here's the reason why if you're listening to this right now and it's you you know in your headphones or in your car or wherever you're listening to this podcast if you fall in any one of these categories you better take note because there's a reason why 80 we have an 80 percent failure rate in our real estate industry it's not because they have too much business it's not because these agents are professionals uh, to the extreme, right? They have no business. They're unprofessional. And they what happens is is within five years, according to studies, they find themselves out of the industry. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go through today what I would call the top 10 reasons as- agents fail. Right. The top 10 reasons. Some of them are straightforward. Um, we've talked about many things in the past. Uh, I'm going to throw these three words at you, and I want you to, rem- uh, as I'm talking and going over the top 10, I want you to remember these three words because as a business owner, which you are, if you're a real estate agent, you're your own business owner, you're your own CEO, you don't work for anybody else but yourself. Remember these three words, effort. Next word, discipline. The third word, sacrifice. Effort, discipline, sacrifice. Every single entrepreneur that I have found that has had success in their life they've put in a strong effort they had tremendous discipline and every single one of them had to sacrifice something whether it wasn't going out on the weekends Gary Vaynerchuk one of my mentors says he doesn't remember his 20s all he did was grind it out 16 hour days working for his family's wine business, mm-hmm. right? As his friend, his friends were out there drinking, partying, he sacrificed it, right? And look at him today. The guy's a multi-multi-millionaire that will own the Jets someday. So remember, effort, effort discipline, sacrifice. So, Anthony, let's jump into what I would call the top 10 reasons. These are no particular order, um, but this is what I would call the top 10 reasons. Number one. They get involved in the real estate industry in the first place for all the wrong reasons. Right, right. You know, they're driving around these big box brokerage companies. And, you know, I remember driving around those companies myself back in, uh, you know, uh, 18, 20 years ago. And in the um, parking lot for that real estate office, you'd see Jaguar, Mercedes, right? right? Uh, One of the guys I knew had a Ferrari, right? So you get into it for the wrong reasons, which is usually... I'm going to get in the real estate to get rich quick. Yes. It's not true. It's not it, It's not a true statement. It's not a true reason of getting into real estate. And the reason being is it's hard work. Yeah. You know, and, and again, it's just like any business. Um, I don't care if you own a restaurant or your own plumbing business. At the end of the day, 
it's all hard work. Real estate's not isolated from that hard work. Now, don't get me wrong. Have I seen agents come in here with a half-ass attitude and pop off three or four transactions? Yes. But they're out of the industry yeah. as quickly as they entered. Um, how many times do we see in baseball the guy wins the rookie of the year and you never have heard about him ever again? Yeah, all the time. You know, and, and, and again, um, and these guys did have some careers, but you expected them to be superstars. Kevin Moss from the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. Guy put up some big home runs for a very short period of time out of, the, uh, out, out of baseball. Sam Horn. The guy was six foot five monster for the Boston Red Sox. Mm-hmm. When you looked at him and you saw him just crush the ball, you're like, that guy is a Hall of Famer. I think he was out of baseball within three, four, five years. Yeah. Uh, last year being with the Orioles. I can go Wally Joyner, right? Wally World. Some of these guys even had nicknames and they didn't have long careers in baseball. Um, so again, I believe that you know, at the end of the day, you get into it for the wrong reasons. When you get into real estate, you have to get into it knowing it's a business. I have to have a business owner's mindset, not an employee mindset. Stop worrying about the paychecks, right? And start worrying about educating yourself, taking action, being patient to the process, right? If you do those three things, you will have success. Yeah. None of what we teach uh, at MVP Realty or any of these coaches teach, is rocket science. Mm-hmm. But if you educate yourself, take action and implement, have a little bit of patient patience, you're going to have success uh, at the end of the uh, at the end of the journey. What I, what is most frustrating to me, and I see this all the time, I see agents uh, take their in, in the state of Florida, they take their 63 hour real estate exam, and they're so excited. I'm going to be a top agent. I'm going to be the number one agent in town. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. They tell me that. Mm-hmm. And they quit three months later because they didn't make a hundred grand yet. Wow. Went into it for the wrong reasons. It went into it for the wrong reasons with the wrong mindset, right? Without a business owner's mentality. Mm-hmm. They didn't see quick results. And that gate that immediately um, pushed them out of their dreams. I mean, you're the one that told me for the rest of my life, what the hell happened? Yeah, yeah. Right? Stop using big words like that if you're not going to back it up, right, Anthony? Absolutely, absolutely. So I would say the, the, the first thing that I would take note of, get into real estate for the right reason. It's a wonderful career. I believe that it's uh, changed people's lives immensely. We have agents that literally, no joke, um, top agents, never went to college, Right? have a high school diploma, got their real estate license, and are making three, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars a year consistently. Right. Consistently. Because they put in the time, they put in the effort, and here they are just crushing it because, you know, they treat it like a business. So get involved with real estate for the for the right reasons. The next one, number two. And now this is going to be a tough pill to swallow. You don't work hard enough. Mm. You don't work hard enough. I'm sorry, but let's go back to those words I wrote down. Effort. Some of you want A-plus income with an F effort or a D. You're showing up. You're showing up. I got to tell you, rolling out of bed as your own entrepreneur at 11.30 in the afternoon or morning or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, Yeah, it might feel good. But how does that help your business? Because, again, as a realtor, it is your business. 
can't roll out of bed at 11 o'clock. A CEO or a business owner doesn't do that. You know who does that? Dennis Rodman. Right? Yeah. And he's retired. <laughs> okay? He's retired. You can't do that as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. You have to put in extra effort to grind it out. And I'm sorry to say this to some realtors. The reason why they won't be here in a very short order is they're not putting in the blood, sweat, or the tears. But that's a subjective thought as far as working hard because one person may think 20 hours is working hard, but another person thinks nine hours is working hard. I'm going to tell you right now, um, anybody that's uh, – is that a week or a day? That's – let's just say a day. Okay, working 20 hours, you're working your ass off. But here's the thing. I have a, 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 a thought about that. You got to make sure it's income-producing activities. Gotcha. Some people are putting in the hours. Yep. They're putting in the sweat equity. Yep. But they're not getting the results because they're focused on going to things like broker open houses, right? They're going to networking events but don't know how to network. They're going to a training event that they know that they're never going to implement the information that's being provided. They're wasting time worrying about the peripherals of being a realtor Mm -hmm. without actually being a realtor that's producing. Income-producing activities. 80% of your day should be on income-producing activities. But here's the thing. I'm telling you, I'm seeing the opposite. Most agents are not that, that are having failure and that are struggling are not working hard. They quit their job, and there's nobody in the morning but themselves to tell them to get up at 6 o'clock and get ready to be a realtor, ready to go for, like they would have a job. They have, mm-hmm. Their boss tells them when they have to be there and when they have to leave. There's nobody telling them anything, so they just, you know, every day is different. I got a quick story on this, and an agent came to me, and she's like, Derek, I'm struggling. I'm like, okay, why don't we meet? Um, before we meet, I want you to fill out this questionnaire because mm-hmm. I want to get a foundation of what you've been doing the last week. Not the last 30 days. I want to know, like, what did your last seven days look like? Mm -hmm. And we've done, and she's been with me for a while. And uh, she came to me, and and the questions are simple. Because I know she has no marketing money. Is how many Craigslist ads that you post, did you post? How many open houses did you host? How many expired listings did you call? How many FISBOs did you call? How many letters or contacts did you make to your sphere of influence? How many Facebook marketplace ads did you post did you do any youtube videos it's a pretty basic i mean we've trained in all that and she's been at these trainings and the answer was zero zero none zero 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 none zero zero none none zero so can you answer yourself why you're not having success (laughs) and then she went into um I need leads and, you know, can you give me leads? You don't know any team leaders that will give me leads. I said, let me have your schedule. And she says, okay. I wake up at 7 a.m. I take and get my kids ready from 7 to 8. I put them on the bus at 8.30. I go to the gym from 9 to 10. Then I go for a massage from 10 to 11. Then I go, I drive home and I jump in the shower. At noontime, I have lunch. I'll check some emails. Wow. From 1 to about two, I'll do some lead generation. At two o'clock, my kid gets home, so I got to go get them. Um, at when it was all said and done, Anthony, she was working maybe an hour to an hour and a half a day. That's retirement mode. Exactly. So what I, I said to her is, I said, "Listen, I just wrote this down for you. I said if you were a boss that had leads, and you had two potential realtors to give those leads to." Would you give it to somebody with this schedule 
or the person that wakes up like the Hulk right. at 5 a.m., right. ready to kill it for the day, crush right. it for the day, right. with a mindset that I'm not going to bed until these leads are followed up with. One and a half hours versus 16. There you go. There you go. She quit my company a week later. Jeez. Well, at least she faced herself in the mirror. And no, 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 no. I'm being blunt about it. So at the end of the day, there's nothing, again, effort. We talked about effort, discipline, sacrifice. Uh, effort kind of goes hand in hand with the discipline. Yes. Because you got you to gotta wake up every day. That's the discipline part of it. Even when you have bad days and you don't feel good, you got to wake up and show up. And yes, your friends might be going somewhere on a boat that day or to play golf, but you own a business. They might have a PTO day for the company they work for. That's right. They're getting paid playing golf when you don't. And I'm going to tell you right now, you got to work harder. Okay. Number three, they don't save enough money to live on. So they get their 63 hours, right? They quit their J-O-B. Right. They're ready to make it. Their living expenses are $3,000 a month. They have nothing in the bank, but they quit their J-O-B that was covering the $3,000 a month. Then what happens? They dive into real estate, and in 90 days, they are now $9,000 in the hole, concerned, waking up in fear every day, not knowing when that next commission check is going to come. Uh, just totally, totally scared, and I get it. I've been there. Okay? I've been exactly in this spot. So here's the recommendation, everybody. Number one, do everything humanly possible before you get your real estate license to trim the fat. Lower your living expenses, number one. Number two, because there is a learning curve involved in real estate, and I don't care who you are, there's a learning curve. I recommend to have six months of reserves in your bank account, okay? So I'll give you an example. Let's say you told me that you wanted to make $3,000, uh, that your expenses, your living expenses are 3000 bucks. Very simple math. Six months times 3000 is eighteen k. okay? Now, you're going to be like, well, I don't have that. Okay, well, here's what we're going to do. You're not going to quit your job until we have the eighteen k. I can't save eighteen k. You're wrong because in Naples, Florida... The average commission check's nine grand. That's two deals, buddy. Get me two deals and I'll give you your career. Give me two deals and I will give you a 25-plus year career. That's all it is. You're looking at the 18 grand. I'm telling you, don't quit your bartending job. Don't quit your teaching job until you get the reserves in your account because I'm going to tell you, if you have six months of reserves in your account, I don't care what happens to the economy. You'll always be able to close a deal and backfill your reserves. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the beauty of it. The other secret, don't increase any of your living expenses. Just increase your commission checks. Yeah. And then that bank, that reserve account is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And with money comes choice comes power with money you can buy leads instead of having to do with the freeway mm -hmm. right you have somebody doing some of the heavy lifting with you with money right you can fire a client that is treating you like trash i've seen it happen all the times an agent has no money they've got no deals in the pipeline and they've got this one listing that's overpriced and they're get with they're accepting the fact that they're getting beat on by the seller because they have nothing else going on mm -hmm. okay but here's the secret 
Always pay the reserve account first. When you close a deal, you draw from that on the rainy days, and you always pay the reserve account back when you get that next closing. Where I see agents make a mistake is they let the reserve account go from 18K, let's say down to 12. They have a closing for 10K. They should have taken six grand of that and put it into the reserve account. What they do is they go out and buy a grill. They go to a concert. They go out buying a trip, a boat club, whatever it is. And then the reserve account is reduced down to 12K. That is a bad habit to get yourself into. The first thing you should do is pay that reserve account. So you got to make sure that you have enough money to live on to play the game. Trust me when I say it. It's probably the best advice I'm going to give you today. Um, Number four, I guess this is, you're selling real estate part-time. Now, don't no disrespect. There are there are there are agents out there that are selling more part time than some full time real estate agents. But damn it, you got to be really efficient at what you're doing. There is no room for error. You only have so many hours a day. Now, if real estate's your side hustle, make it your side hustle. That means that you're going to have to sacrifice, okay, your free time after your regular job to be able to play in the world of real estate. Most people are not willing to sacrifice their weekends because they have a full-time job during the week. They're not willing to sacrifice, okay? So I'm going to tell you right now, um, here's the deal. There's a lot of full-time agents out there putting in 40, 45, 50 hours, 60 hours a week. If you're only dedicating 20 hours a week, which some of you that are working part-time are not even doing that, then I'm going to tell you right now, you got to be efficient. So what are the ways to be efficient is let's say you live in Naples, Florida, okay? Naples is 45 square miles. If I were you and you had a full-time job, tell me where you live. Well, Derek, I live in, uh, I live in Della Sol in North Naples. Fantastic, okay? All of your marketing efforts, all of your open houses that you do, everything you talk should be no more than a five-mile radius of where you live. The last thing I need you doing after you worked a full day at your regular full-time job, is to go and you live in De La Soul and now you have to drive an hour during season to South Naples or to Cape Coral. You should only stay within a five-mile radius of your home because, listen, you don't have the advantage of time. You're dedicating 40, 45 hours a week to that other job. Right. So you need to be very smart with your time. And, and I, I say it again. If you're giving me 20 hours a week, 80% of that needs on needs to be on income-producing activity. And if you do that, you might make enough money part-time with, where you're now bringing in enough revenue to quit your full-time job. Does right. that make sense? No, absolutely. I think it's just kind of a hard thing to sell on people because simply, man, but I got a deal out there, you know, on the other side of town and, you know, all these different dynamics Discipline. that kick in for chasing the money. Discipline. I don't care if you have a $200,000 opportunity in Cape Coral. Discipline. You told me you're a part-time agent. I Yes, you might go up and get a listing that may or may not sell in Cape Coral, but at the end of the day, you need to have the discipline to turn that down and refer it out mm-hmm. because you live in Dallas Hole, right? And what are you going to do, spend three hours that day driving back and forth for a, something that may or may not sell? Right. 
Be disciplined. Refer that out. Stay within your five-mile radius. And if you do the marketing things that we teach at like MVP Realty or call expired listings within a five-mile radius or Fizbo's, you're going to make so much money living around, like working around where you live that the other stuff becomes irrelevant. Trust me, there's enough deals going on within a five-mile radius of Della Soul as an example. Um, number five, agents don't set goals or have an action plan. And again, this goes back to not having a, a business mindset, a business owner mindset. Uh, employees don't have action plans. You know why? The boss usually figures that stuff out for them. Okay? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now, in real estate, <laughs> as an agent, you're your own boss. Period. Period. So you've got to have an action plan. Listen, Anthony, and I've talked about this in the past. If you and I were doing a cannonball run, and we laughed last time when I said this, and you're Dom DeLuise and I'm Burt Reynolds. Or, or an ambulance. Be, yeah, yeah. And you got an ambulance, and I, <laughs> I got the Roger Moore, you know, Jackie Chan, Lambo, or whatever right. the hell they were driving. So, But let's say we were leaving from Jacksonville, me and you, and we're going to cannonball run it to California. In my car, I've got the latest GPS on my phone, on my, you know, everywhere. I, and, and I just plug in California, the city we want to go to. And uh, this thing's going to reroute me when there's accidents. And you don't have a map in your car. You don't have a GPS. You've got nothing. You've literally cut the car. And you're like looking at the sun like, I think I'm going to go in that direction, right? Who's going to get there quicker? I am, mm-hmm. obviously. I got the map, the GPS. Now, don't get me wrong. You're a smart guy. And most people listening are smart. I truly believe that you might make it out to California. But how much time are you going to waste? How much backtracking? What dangers might have happened along the way? Right. So I think that one of the things you need to do is have a, a goal, have, a, have, a, have an action plan, a blueprint of your business. And, it, and here's the thing. All of this can be reverse engineered. I'll give you an example. Let's say you wanted to make $100,000. I said previously that the average commission check in Naples is $9,000. That means that on January 1st every year, before you get out of bed, if the average commission checks nine grand to make a hundred grand a year, you've got to sell 11 properties. That's 99,000 bucks. The beauty of MVP Realty or 100% companies is you get to keep all of that. Mm-hmm. So your net's going to truly be about 99 grand. Now, um, with that said, what's it take to get a closed transaction? Okay, I'm glad you asked. Well, the reality of it is, is the average conversion rate on internet leads is between 2 to 4%. So let's say for every 100 leads, you close two. You're below average. You close two. That means to close 10 deals, right, 11 deals, 12 deals, you're going to need 600 leads a year, okay? 600 leads divided by 12 months is 50 leads a month. 50 leads a month is like, what, one and a half or so leads a day. Reverse engineer it until it makes sense to you. So every morning on January 1st, you don't wake up saying, I need to make 100 grand. You say, no, I need to close 11 properties. Oh, no, I need to generate 600 leads this year. I can buy them. I can generate them. I can go to Craigslist. I can go to Facebook Marketplace. All the hundreds of different ways to generate business. Oh, that's less than like one and a half leads a day. I can do that. And every day when you wake up for your 80% of income production activities that day, you're focused on, I need to get one and a half leads. I need to get one lead or two leads a day. Mm-hmm. I need, that's what you focus on. Hyper level of focus. Just tune in to that 
And if you count it across 365 days, the money will be there. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, just reverse engineering and yeah. just making it a daily goal to get that much, get that one lead a day. You're just making sure you stay on track and stay disciplined. Yep, yep. Um, number six, Anthony, agents don't know how to generate leads or business. Then you and, tune in. Yeah, and, 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 and listen, you got you to gotta listen to that great podcast, the Lead Generation Lab podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing. But seriously, in 2019, okay, I am shocked that with the amount of resources right. that are available, mm. these podcasts, YouTube, there's other podcasts out there from some brilliant minds. I've seen Mike Ferry coach for free at least a half dozen times. I've seen Craig Proctor come to Naples at least a half dozen times to do free training classes. When I hear the word free, free, free in YouTube and podcasts and all these resources that are available, I'm just blown away with just the... The, the challenge that agents don't know how to generate business. It's all there for those who would like to take action, okay? So with lead generation, again, I can't stress this enough, you're going to have to have effort. You're going to have to have discipline to generate leads. Now, if you talk to top agents, they'll tell you that they generate leads or business two to three hours every day, Monday through Friday. Are you doing that? If not, you're not on the level of a top agent. Okay, they're calling expired listings, they're doing fizzbos, they're, they're farming a neighborhood, they're going after short sales, they're doing um, SEO marketing, they're doing social media marketing, they're doing Google uh, ads, they're doing Facebook ads, they're doing YouTube videos, they're hosting open houses, they're on Craigslist, they're on Facebook Marketplace, on and on and on. They are given the effort two to three hours a day. They are given the discipline of two to three hours a day, and then that's it. They know that the efforts that they're doing and they focus their day on lead generation and filling the pipeline, they know that that is how they're going to win. Here's what I see agents that fail do. As I said previously, that, that agent that came in and wanted to talk to me, zero, 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 nothing, zero, okay? Um, it can catch up with you. One day off turns into a month off. You need to be disciplined. Find your niche. Now, here's the deal. There's a hundred, over a hundred different ways to make money in real estate. Pick three and become an expert because experts get paid. I can't stress that enough. Experts get paid. But I don't know Google ads. Okay, what if I told you that if you did, you can make a half million dollars in a year by being an expert? Okay. There's, there's students in school right now that have to spend 12 years of their life to go become a doctor. The average doctor makes 150 grand a year after going to school for 12 years. And then when they get out, they owe like a half million dollars in debt. Correct. Okay. Real estate, you don't need that. You can learn Google and become an expert of Google ads in two weeks. Expert level. Eight hour shifts for two weeks and you're an expert on Google ads. No debt, half million bucks a year if you master and become an expert of that one thing. So you got to learn how to, listen, you got to, I'm going to be simple with that one. You got to figure it out. Okay. Cause I'm telling you right now, the 80% of the agents that are going out of business, it's not because they have too much business. The number one reason is they have no business. Okay. And I'm going to tell you the secret leads fix everything. If you're struggling, get more leads. You want to increase your income, get more leads. You want to fire clients that you don't want to work with? You need more leads. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's that simple. More leads equals better. P 
period. Um, next thing, number seven. You don't know how to market yourselves, and this kind of goes hand with lead generation or your business, okay? This is marketing. There is a level of branding yourself that needs to go on in the world of real estate today, and I think a lot of realtors are doing it wrong, right? They do things like picture themselves, and they put stuff thinking about selling your house. Well, no shit. I'm, think, I'm a seller. I'm thinking about selling my house. Yeah. That's branding like from 1985, okay? What I would be doing to brand yourself is to become an authority, because people like hiring the experts of any industry. If I'm going on trial for something, you think I'm going to hire somebody that says, are you, uh, are you thinking about winning the lawsuit or am I going to go find the authority in town that's the top dog uh, attorney to represent me? Same thing with surgery. Am I going to hire the, the person that just happens to have a license? No, I'm going to seek out the best surgeon for whatever surgery I'm going to go for. Now, here's the deal. The key word, seek out. You need to be, make, have that mentality that somebody wants to seek you out by you expressing yourself as the authority of all things real estate. So I'll give you an example of what I would do. Number one, I would give away ebooks. Go online, type in the word real estate, okay? Private label is the key word, ebooks. There are companies out there that you can private label these ebooks. Take their name off, put your name on as the author. Okay? Follow me, Anthony? Yeah, I'm, I'm It's almost on like ghostwriting. Yeah. Okay? Now, guess what? What do people think of somebody that has a book? They look at them as the authority on that subject. Yep. Number two, I would go to YouTube, and I would talk about things that no other realtor talks about. Polybutylene, what is it? What are the things to look out for when it comes to mold? What are the things to look out for when it comes to radon? Become the authority of those hot-button subjects in the world of real estate. And I don't think I see enough agents doing that. What I do is I see agents consistently just promote listings, talk about their listings. Damn it, if you want to portray yourself as the top king or queen in a particular neighborhood, become the authority for that neighborhood all over YouTube. Your blogs... Your social media, it's all about that neighborhood. Everything about that neighborhood. How many homes in the neighborhood, what's been selling in the neighborhood, um, market reports about the neighborhood, that neighborhood, that neighborhood, and that neighborhood. Become the authority and market yourself that way. People will seek you out and want to hire you. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think okay. that's just very understood. You got to go out there and be the expert in whatever it is that you're going to dive into as far as uh, area. and it, it just seems like you definitely have to go all in. Yeah, no matter you have what. to go all in, Anthony. Now, here's another one. Uh, I think we're at number eight. Yeah, number let eight. Just, I think, let me just see. Uh, I think we're at number eight. Okay. Number eight. Here we go. Uh, These are all things, by the way, that you've talked about in, in, in various past, podcasts. In various you're dropping clues here and there. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Uh, agents, some agents believe that, uh, that believe that being successful in real estate is easy. Real estate and selling real estate is not easy. Let me be the first to tell you that. It's simple. It's not easy. It's simple. And the reason why I say it's simple is that none of you, none of you are Christopher Columbus trying to discover America. Correct. The blueprint of success, there's probably somebody in your real estate office right now that has the income that you want. Model yourself after them. Okay? Because none of this is new. None of it. 
Google Ads is not new. Expired listens. Hell, my buddy Mike Ferry has been teaching expired listens for 45 plus years, right? right? And those that take action win, okay? So at the end of the day, I'm telling you, um, it's not easy. Get that out of your head. When you decide that you want to go get a real estate license, it is not easy. Remove that from your vocabulary. But damn it, it is simple. Find somebody that has the success you want and then model your business after them. Go to their open houses. Politely stalk them and figure out what the hell they're doing, how they're doing, copy what they're doing, and then make it your own. Okay? Simple. A lot of you are out there trying to get from point A to point C by skipping point B. It's not how it's done. You got to go through it. You got to be disciplined. You got to have that effort. Okay? And I'm going to tell you right now, it's not simple. It's not easy. It's simple. Okay? Another thing. Um, number nine. Number nine. Agents are, uh, can be difficult to work with. Okay? It's a, it, this is one of the things that I want you to get out of your head right now. I, I hear it all the time. I have the listing. And, I'm, and a buyer's agent calls me. And it, the property's 225 in the MLS. And the buyer's agent calls and says, hey, uh, I want to I offer 200000 I'm going to send it over. We're not going to take that. And then that's the end of the conversation. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Listing Agent. What do you mean we're not going to take that? Do you own the freaking property? Hmm. Do you own it? You don't live in that property. Your name's not on the deed. Right. Shame on you for not submitting all of the various contracts to your seller. Here's another thing I see in the confidential remarks. It must be in a far bar contract only, not a neighbor contract. Okay, did that come from you or did it come from your seller? Because if it didn't come from your seller, there's a potential chance it might be a liability situation. Why? What if a neighbor agent that only understands the neighbor contract wants to submit a neighbor contract, but up front you just told them, don't even bother? Do you think your seller would like to hear that? Because I'm going to tell you right wow, now, yeah. if I'm representing a seller and somebody wants to put a contract on a napkin, right? Yeah. And they all sign and agree to what's on that napkin and everybody's happy, then I'm going with the napkin. Right. Okay. Shame on you listing agents that bully the buyer's agent when they have what you want, the gold of, of, of a thing called a buyer and you're treating them like crap. Right. Okay. I'm telling you, some of you need an attitude adjustment. You're too difficult to work with, right? Oh, I hate it. There's so many new realtors coming into the industry, and I feel like I have to represent both sides because the other agent's an idiot. Okay, I remember when you were a rookie, you didn't know shit. Yeah. And now, because you've made it, you're belittling and talking down to the person that's bringing you a buyer? Are you freaking kidding me right now? Why don't you get off your ass and go over there and help them Right. instead of belittling them? Because you know what? At the end of the day, yes. Do you have to do more sometimes? Absolutely. But here's the deal. If without that buyer, there's a chance you don't sell that house, which means you don't have the commission. So you should be thanking that buyer's agent for thinking about you and showing your property. Does that make sense, Anthony? Yeah, ego and arrogance is something you run into in the in the industry, especially when you're dealing with experienced agents. And they become a burden to deal with, yes. both on the transaction and negotiation side and from the client agent side as well. I've heard it before, Anthony. Your ego is not your amigo. <laughs> True. Okay. 
Um, number 10, I believe we're at. Last uh, one, Last one, buddy. Um, they don't know how to overcome tough times. Jeez. Okay? Now, here's the thing. You chose to become a business owner. I am so sorry that you thought it was easy. I am so sorry that you didn't have reserves in your bank account and you started a company, you started a business. Um, and here's the deal. I'm going to tell you this right now as a business owner. Adversity will come. And you're going to have to get up in the morning when the crappiest thing happened to you. You lost your biggest deal. It's a $3 million deal. And you lost it that morning. You're going to want to go crawl into a cave somewhere. Maybe get a, an adult beverage of 3 or 20 to just drown in your sorrows. Here's the deal. Can you please tell me how that helps your business? How does that help your business? See, an employee can get away with that crap. Right. Call in sick. Take a PTO day. When you get hit with adversity, I don't care what it is, you have two choices. You either can get knocked down or get up. Okay? Now, here's the deal. I am not discounting life. Okay? In the course of five years, while my business, MVP Realty, was thriving, five years ago, I get a phone call. My mother's got a very rare form of breast cancer. Okay? Right when I'm about to go into it. Great. I flew up immediately, was there for the family. I uh, had to manage my company during, uh, you know, the love of my mother is just absolutely tremendous. And I had to somehow suck it up, manage the company. Very few people knew. I didn't, I didn't tell anybody my problems. And it's tough. Life happens. Okay? Last November, when my company's thriving, I think we hit 600 agents at the time. And I'm getting ready for a Christmas a holiday party. And uh, we're right around Thanksgiving and the whole nine yards. And uh, I get a call late night from my parents, 1030 at night. I was already sleeping and out cold, knocked out cold. And my fiance says, hey, your mother's trying to FaceTime me right now. Because I turned my ringer off at like late night hours. So I answered the phone and my dad shook up on the other end saying, you got to come over to the house. Because they have a, a vacation home here in Naples. And I said, what's up? Something happened to your brother. Something happened to your brother. Now, at that point, I got in the car. I'm half asleep. I didn't know if he was alive, if he was dead. Um, so we go over there. So we find out that my brother had a seizure, a massive seizure. And long story short, um, we're like, okay, he's alive. He's alive. Well, we were happy that he was alive and stable. But then we found out an hour later um, that he had a massive tumor on his brain the size of a softball mm. okay now for my adversity is like my brother the person that inspired me to start mvp realty the person that taught me real estate is going through hell now i had to handle adversity but he's one of the largest home builders in central massachusetts okay yeah He's a solo operation, sole owner of the company. He's the manager, the contractor, the salesperson, and he's one of the largest residential home builders where I grew up. Talk about the challenges he's going to have to deal with. So Anthony, he uh, went to um, Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Brigham and Women's Hospital, and he had surgery within a couple days, brain surgery. 
He was back to work on Monday. Unbelievable. Four days later. Okay. We didn't know if he was going to be able to talk, walk, right? Uh, we didn't know what condition that that surgery, dealing with the brain, the size of a softball tumor. And we were all there, and we don't know what's going to be the results of this surgery. But at the end of the day, the guy was back to work. That's effort. That's discipline. Right. That's sacrifice into levels that I can only fathom because he believes that he is doing this for a cause, for a reason, his why. Okay? So I didn't want to really go down you know, that, that, that story with you, but the reality of it is, is all of you are dealing with something. Maybe some of you are dealing with a divorce. Okay? That's a struggle, man. I've got very close friends right now that are dealing with a divorce, and I've gone through it myself. It is hell. But here's the thing. The bills keep coming. Yeah. The bills keep coming. Life Anthony. doesn't stop. Life does not stop. Um, love your kids if you have kids, but realize life does not stop. You get, you get a health scare in the family. Do you think that person, do you think my brother would want, if he knew that I shut down my company indefinitely to go see him and spend time with him, you think that's what he would want? His little brother to suffer financially because of his already bad situation? No. No. So I think what happens is a lot of us get sucked into, and it's so easy when you own your own business. Your job would say like, listen, take three days off, but you're back here. Yeah, exactly. And, and with the J-O-B, I need you back here on Tuesday, Wednesday, or whatever. When, it, when you're your own business owner, nobody's going to tell you anything. So you're on this island alone trying to deal with business, a career, generating leads, all the gazillion things you have to do, and then adversity hits you in a big way. I'm telling you right now, the best thing you could do is get up, keep moving forward. Right. Get up, keep moving forward. Be there, get up, keep moving forward. That's all you can do when adversity hits. Some of you, the first sight of adversity, and I'm talking about some serious stuff here, and I laugh because some of you, you lose a deal, shit, it's like the end of the world. Right. Really? Brain cancer, breast cancer, you lose a $250,000 deal and life's over? Right. Get up. Yep. Get up. Right? And, and, and you see it all the time with athletes. They go through a severe injury and they come back. And I, I love that stuff because you know all we see is the peripheral of them walking on the field for that first game back. Sure. But you don't see the tears, like literally the tears behind the scenes um, of these athletes going through rehab. Right. And, and one of the reasons why, and I just read this yesterday, Gronk, who won the Super Bowl, he said he was in so much pain. He tore his hamstring or something like that. He was in so much pain the night after this past Super Bowl in Atlanta. Everyone else was partying. He stayed up till about 3 o'clock. He was in tears. Tears. Not of joy, but of pain. Pure pain because of what he put his body through against the Rams. Right. And that's adversity. That's adversity. Okay. You have to deal with it. And now Gronk, there's no doubt in my mind, he would have came back if he wanted to. He was ready to retire anyways right? Okay, because he's, he's come back from rehabs. But I'm saying in life, you're going to have adversity happen. Handle it. Get up each and every time. Right. And, uh, you know, thank you, Derek, for that personal take on the challenges that we all face in life. And for all unsuccessful agents out there that are just trying to figure out a way, I mean, it all comes down to the effort, discipline, all these things that Derek Carlson has talked sacrifice. about. Yeah, yep. and sacrifice. So, you know, Derek Carlson, once again, thank you for this very inspirational, motivational podcast on the Lead Generation Lab, cast the science of real estate agent marketing. Mm-hmm.